You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. I had a venture tonight about two days ago, they are about the Lord spoke to me while meditating. And he said that on Easter Sunday, it's going to be one service. For some reason, just ministered to me that that day I will change order in many lives and families. That's what he said. So I called P. Joy. I said, please put the title as a new order uh, for Easter Sunday. But some of the things I'll be saying this Sunday, both first and second service, will prepare us for Easter Sunday. Because we are going to be ministering to a lot of people Easter Sunday. When he spoke to me, I just saw in my spirits, there is the confession of faith which we are taught extensively. There is the practicing of speaking the word of God, which is extremely important for Christians to get into. But there is also uh, the removal of barriers and the power of God stepping into people's lives and families and setting a new order and a new structure. If that doesn't happen, it might take a long time to even make any kind of advancement. Hallelujah. But we'll talk more about this on Sunday and upper Sunday. So I'm just saying that in advance, get every... You know, when he speaks like that, at times you just see pictures. There are those who have been born again for many years, and sincerely speaking, uh, there is no pattern of progress in their lives, and there is no... Look, we are not a kind of deliverance ministry, you know, we don't, but for some reasons while praying, he just said to me, as we come for the Easter Sunday, I'll begin to worship, I will set a new order in people's lives. Now, I'm saying, you have relatives, and your, many of you will have to come with your parents on Easter Sunday, you have to beg them to be around. Some of you are wives who are attending and your husbands don't come, you might need to beg them to be around on Sunday. And then, in particular, this is a very uh, quiet a bit straight, strange instruction. I don't know exactly the way the Spirit will go that day, but if you are not the firstborn, if you are the firstborn, you are blessed by being there. If you are not the firstborn, try and call your firstborn and tell them to be around. It's extremely important. I don't think I, I've ever given this kind of instruction in this church before. Now, this is not me. Normally, we are supposed to have drama night on Friday, which we are going to have. So, uh, after the anniversary, I wasn't thinking of extra service for Easter until he spoke to me some two days ago. Now, the Lord is the shepherd of the church. And we are supposed to obey him when he gives an instruction. This is an opportunity for people to enter a new life. And that's what, what, what's going to be happening. For the Lord to have said that, that means there's going to be an anointing that night, that day, sorry, that morning, that will change some things in people's life permanently. And many people will be able to trace that day you will trace back your progress to that day. Are you ready? Please spread the message around. That's why I'm saying it tonight. And I will say it again on Sunday. Spread the message around and tell everybody. Now we don't even know the format this service. Thank God it's one service. So that I'm going to tell all the leaders we can put all our hours of prayer into that one service. Expecting a tsunami of God's power. Are you ready? And when God shakes, nothing will remain. Praise the Lord. The flow of joy, the river of light, the river of God's blessing, we enter some homes. And the, the entire family, even those who don't come here, we experience a new life. New songs will just be bursting forth from families. And then there are individuals also that God will just reset their lives. Say louder. Amen. Easter yeah. Sunday. Okay, so the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be what? That means you are supposed to be strong in the Lord, right? And when you read something like this, that be strong in the Lord, that means it's also possible to be weak in the Lord. Is that right? So be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Mm. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we might talk about wiles another day, but not tonight. Now, the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
this is very direct. That means <laughs> our Paul is saying this for a reason. Every battle you are going to face in life will appear through flesh and blood. But that flesh and blood is not your problem. Are you with me? So a boss is firing somebody. The husband is misbehaving to a wife. A child is becoming rebellious. Uh, there is a gang up against somebody in the office. And then a doctor says somebody that there is a condition in your body. These are manifestations of something deeper. So Apostle Paul, by the Spirit, was talking to the Ephesian church that you'll be making a big mistake. Some invest and lose money and start blaming somebody who told them to invest. And Paul is saying that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That your attention, even though what is visible to you is the fact that someone is maltreating you, somebody is sitting on your promotion, somebody is frustrating you, somebody is annoying you, government people are doing their own, but Paul is saying that you will be making a big mistake if you think that you are fighting an individual, the man who owes your money and he doesn't want to pay, that you are making a big mistake when you think that that is the origin of the problem. And when you think that is the origin of the problem, that's when you fret and get angry and call somebody and hate somebody. But he's saying that we are not wrestling. So with a spiritual eye, you must know that beyond what is, uh, what, what is, what the oath, this is, so many women are complaining about their mother-in-law. Thank you. You brought two, so that thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Are you with me? So, <laughs> he said, we wrestle not. It is not, and I know there are many people listening to me right now. It is not the mother-in-law. It is not that friend betraying you. This is the nature of spiritual warfare. Things are orchestrated in the spirit, but they need a mortal flesh to carry out the manifestation. See, I hear. Is that clear? So, when a demon wants to frustrate a Christian, <laughs> the demon cannot wave his hand from the spirit realm and frustrate you except a human agent is involved. So he's going to use somebody. Now, the same thing, there are similarities between, some similarities, between the way God operates and the way demons or the devil operates. Because they are both spirit beings. So God is not a man. Satan is not a man. Now, one of the things I would like to say, first of all, to everybody. Once you are born into this world, there is an angel. So you have, a, you have your angel. Now, as your assignment in God increases in life, the number of angels watching over you, so all of you here, all of us here probably don't have equal number of angels, but at least everybody has gotten one angel. The flip side is true to everyone born also. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, this is what we shock many people. There are far more demons than human beings. And there are more angels than human beings also. And remember, devil took one thought down here. So 25% of, he brought one thought down here anyway. So God has two thought. Satan has one thought who have become demons. You must understand these things. I have taught you faith and many things. But I, you need to understand this aspect of Christianity. Because they are in the Bible. They are teachings of New Testament we will not go beyond what the Bible says about devil, but whatever the Bible says about him, you must know. Is that understood? Praise the Lord. But there are many assumptions and many adopts that are not in the Bible. But we have to look at what is in the Bible. So, we are going on a journey that will take us uh, a few weeks to look into. I want to tell everybody again. I, I, I spoke about Easter Sunday. Please. Tell all your friends, tell all your relatives to be around on Sunday. It's, it's important. I know what I'm saying in my spirit. 
And I'm not just going to teach. We teach at times for people to see something, but there's a kind of teaching that comes with ministration. That is when the Spirit of God begins to walk in the lives of the people. So, um, get to understand that we come back to this Ephesians. So, when a child is born, angel that is assigned to you. Now, the other side is true also. There is a demon assigned to you also. And angels are demons, are more than human beings. Now, there are more demons. So, you can't number, that's what they are called, host of heaven. You can number human beings, 6 billion people, 7 billion, but you cannot number angels. So you, they use the word host because they are innumerable. So Hebrews chapter 12 says that you have come to innumerable company of angels. They are beyond number. They are in several billions. So they cannot be numbered. That means there are more than enough to go around and spill over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So why did Paul begin to introduce this? So let's go to that chapter. I want us to understand that verse 12. It must come inside you. Because it will guide you where you want to begin to operate in the spirit realm. And to know which enemy, what to focus your attention on. And what, oh, Nigeria is full of too many people missing this point. Praying that the enemy should die and they are hiring somebody. No human being is your enemy. Your enemy is not mortal. You are wasting misery when you are targeting human beings. When you ask somebody to drop down, that when he dies, demon jumps out and goes to someone else. But Apostle Paul is trying to teach something. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So if a boss comes and he says, you are fired, he is not your enemy. Once there is an orchestration in the realm of the spirit to frustrate your job, demon can attack direct. There must be a human, a human agent involved. So if you look at the human agent, you are looking away from the real enemy behind the scene you are looking at. And I'm going to share diversely on this. Accidents don't just happen. Because of people accident prone victims. See, what happens in most cases is the work of familiar spirits. And we are going to look at it by because I don't believe in theory. Whatever we say must have root in the word of God. Especially the New Testament teachings of Jesus Christ. Are you following me? That's why people just don't have an accident. Some always have. They always, always. Now there is malaria. There is somebody falling. There are normal. You know, but you don't bite you. You are sick. Fine, fine. But when somebody is falling, say repeatedly, and medicine are not working, something else is wrong. Mind my wife. Are you with me? So now somebody has said, I said, that's demon. <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> but it gets to a level where repeatedly and treatments are not working. But... Are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. It is always that... Ah, I'm going to show you a story in the Bible that is very deep and powerful. It can move a mechanic. It can remove a boat, couple the car, and finish working on the car, and forget to put something. This is how spirits work. They work through human beings. And I want to show you the value of when you start speaking the words of God and when you start praying also. And when prayer turns to prophecy, it's going to be the same process also. You are going to engage angels. Not by saying, angel, go and do this. No, also pray. Angels are dispatched also to influence people. To influence people. I'm going to give this example that happened some weeks ago. Okay. Um, is Miss Aneto here? She's not here. Okay. All of you know, um, the head of Amida is Rete. And Rete probably is watching me right now. He's in Abuja right now with a fantastic job. You know, at a point, it was getting, it was working one media house in Lagos and then it was fired. And then the thing went on and on and on and then no job for a long time. And this is a very brilliant guy. We'll go for an interview and he will be the best. And they'll say, we'll call you back. There was one. That was the time I got angry. Sometimes if you don't put your feet down. Satan continues to have a few days until you get angry. The final plague came in Egypt when Moses got all along. It was negotiating, let my people go. You see, when we get there, we'll say, was even lying. He said, we'll go and serve and come back. When it was not planning to come back. All those ones, they don't work with the prince of this world. But the Bible says that God said one more plague and he will let you go. And when Moses was going to announce the last one, he pointed to Pharaoh, he said, you know what? 
you will beg me. You and your people will die. And the Bible says, he, he walked out of Sparrow's presence in anger. He slammed the door. Said, you are coming to beg. And so at that time, God said, you know what? This is the final stroke that will do it. So this guy had called him also in Lagos. And, you know, they told him. And he went for the interview and it was wonderful. And they told him for about three months, the GM was abroad. When he comes, I know that we sent him. And the GM, he was talking to him from abroad. Finally, the GM came and he, he interacted with him. And he said, I like you. And they discussed his salary. And he said, this amount is negotiated. The GM said, okay, okay, let's just peg it to this amount. And he said, no problem. And the man said, we will, that I will send a mail to you this afternoon. And he, so he told me, I was in church, just came in here, that night got no mail, fall day no mail, third day no mail. <sighs> so he told me, out of the expedition, the like, what is going on? I met with this man, we negotiated the money, for him to just send me mail. Mails are not coming in. So I, what I led to, what I was led to say was just to tell him that, you know what, on Sunday, that when the leaders are praying, that, I said, remind me Sunday morning when we come to church. So Sunday morning, I didn't even wait for him to remind me. And then we began to pray. And I asked all the people to lay their hands on him. All the leaders. Join. I said, just join, just touch him. And I prayed. Immediately we began to rejoice. We knew that we just received something. Now this is the interesting thing. that My wife was not in the country then. She was in America. She called me. She didn't know what we did in the morning. Then she called me and she said that she had a dream. That all of us leaders in the church were playing under the rain. And Mr. Neto was there. And the rain was not falling over his head because there was like a bucket over his head. All of us were wet and we were playing water, but the water wasn't touching him. And she said that in the dream, she called me that, Pastor, look, water is not touching right there. That's Mr. Neto. So I moved my hand and I wanted to turn away the bucket from his head. And several hands joined me in doing so. And then rain started beating him. Now, she didn't know that I asked all of them to put hand on him. To pray. Those were the many hands she saw from America and Maryland. When she told me, I understood. I didn't say that same. Now, the what we're thinking of, I knew there was victory, but I was actually thinking that the man will now send the man finally. He had done this Abuja interview, a bigger job before. One of the ones that didn't get back to him. Now, this is how it works. A boy who was there when they did an interview and just by chance met Rete. They had invited all of them for training. Everything was going on. The devil had done the same thing by breaking him out, cutting him off. Can you imagine? They, all of them that did the test together, they had called them. Training was already going on. I think they bought the third year of the training. This boy just woke up, and this is what I'm saying. This is how angels move people. When a word is released, I will say a part of the Bible. Are you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. You, you have to get this. Praise the Lord. Because there is a way God works. That's why we pray. And that's why your life should be surrounded with prayer. So, this guy just got up as they were doing training during break time and decided a trainee to go to the admin office. What was he thinking? He said, he just remembered that. When we're writing this thing, the guy sat beside me by the name Rete. I can't see him in all of us here. I don't know, maybe about 15, but he said, I can't see the guy. So, he went to admin and he was checking the list. I didn't, is it that they didn't pick this guy? Who sent him? Nobody. But you know what? An angel was moving him. And he saw his name on the list. And you know what? He didn't stop there. When they, when they are about to hire you and they are still training, you know you are careful. You don't talk. But this guy took it upon himself, went to the secretary and said, ah, what happened to this guy? His name is there. And, he, where, where? and then he saw his letter on the table. They had planned. It became a tribality. They had planned actually to replace it with someone else. Probably that was already going through the training. And this guy cried foul play. And he said, could you threaten that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, no. This is not right. This is this guy. So this is his letter. So he said, we sent him mail. He said, no, you did not send him mail. And you know what the guy did? He brought out his phone. And he corrected. Where are you? You better. <laughs> when he told me in the afternoon, I said, Wait, go to Abuja straight. He ran to Muita again and straight to Abuja. I don't get they say hey, we are sorry. When they say long and short of it, okay, you are sorry, but I am here. So at least you don't need mail again. Me and myself are mail. Let's start now. But you know, something moved that boy. He could have been careful and be like, let me not start talking here. Because he might put the whole thing on my head. But something moved him. Now, 
he was moved because some people prayed. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same thing. Now, I want to read. So the Bible says, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hi. Next verse. We'll come back to this. All these four levels of spirits. Verse 13. So always remember, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Verse 13. Let's go on. So Paul started admonishing the people that knowing this we have to do something. Hey, verse 13. Maybe I should use my Bible. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Okay. Let's do verse 13 together. The Bible says, Wherefore take unto yourself the old armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Stand therefore, having your loins gathered about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, Take the shield of faith. We are ready. Now, you quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Take yourself the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 is telling you how to put on this armor. The Bible says, praying always. Everybody shout the word always. always. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. You cannot by your mind, and this is the mistake people make, you can't form it out of your mind. Who God will use to respond to your situation. You are going to make a big mistake. If they ask writer to count 100 people that will help him, he will think of some big shots in Abuja. You can't calculate this out. But that's what I would say. That pray with all types of prayer and supplication in the spirit. When you start praying in the spirit, things are orchestrated to your advantage. But I want to show you the negative part first. And we will explode. We will, will, will explode. Yeah, then we expand more of uh, uh, this stuff on Sunday. Let's read. Um, I want to read that vision. What happened to Daniel? Daniel chapter about the prince of Persia. Amen. Then I want to read the story in First Kings chapter twenty. Before we move on, Daniel chapter nine. Daniel chapter nine. When the angel was telling Daniel something. Daniel 9, we need to, this, this shows us what we are saying. Is somebody getting something? Hallelujah. You know, it's my dream that everybody here, you move from those who need prayer to those who pray for others. And on Sunday, we had a very serious meeting Sunday evening. I pray that we have more of that meeting. You just have to grow up. You don't have to be a baby Christian. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Amen. The kingdom of God needs some strong men to be in charge of the kingdom. Daniel chapter 10. The Bible says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. Once there is a word given to somebody, a promise given to somebody, and time is going and there's no manifestation, you need to be familiar with this story. Heaven reveals something to Daniel. The Bible says that what was revealed is true, but the time was long. Daniel kept waiting. So he decided to do something. We wrestle not. Verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. So he decided to fast for 21 days. I had no pleasant bread. Maybe we were just taking tea or taking liquid alone and 21 and in the fourth of the twenty, the first time I was by the sea, then I lifted up my eyes, and behold, a certain man clothed in kneeling, whose arm, okay, a certain man clothed in kneeling, whose lambs were gathered with fine gold of ufas. His body was like burying in polish without that talk of definitely an angel. Verse 7. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me, Saw not the vision, but they were a great quaking fell upon them, so they fled. I told you before, if you are praying to see an angel, when you see one, you will never pray like that again. 
You see those winged creatures that you see on pictures? Those are, those are not angels. Those are people. <laughs> whatever. Hymns, whatever. <laughs> angels are mighty in strength. And they are very intimidating. Angels are thick and big. And they look like, when they are looking at it, as if a fireball is looking at you. You, you understand? Okay. The guy that wrote Angels on Assignment, he was lying down on his bed. A six point something feet person, and he was just lying down. When the angel came to wake him up, he just pulled him up and pulled him on his feet. That tells you the strength of one angel. They pushed down the wall of Jericho. Actually, they pushed it in. So that tells Bible says angels that said, Praise him, O you angels who excel in strength. Only one rolled away the stone that 24 soldiers used machine to pull to save Jesus. One angel rolled it off and sat on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Only one killed 185,000 soldiers of Senakeru one night. And it took him less than six hours to waste 185,000 people in one night. And left the king alone. So he woke up and he saw dead bodies. And he just said, okay, so where, what, what do we say next? Just one angel. Only one of them visited Egypt and all the firstborn died. Just one. Now that's called angel of destruction. Where did that one come from? That's another day. To, <laughs> another day. <laughs> Amen. Therefore I was left alone. So when the men saw it, they ran away. Verse, verse 9. And then I heard the voice. I'm going to the message this guy brought. Let's move down verse 10. And he said to me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee. Stand upright. For unto thee I am sent. And when they have spoken this word to me, I stood trembling. Even Daniel, I haven't seen them many times, he shook. Now the next verse said to me, he said, from the first day. Now this is the message. Pay attention here. We'll pick it up from here. This is where we, we love to. From the first day that thou set thy heart to understand and to chasten yourself, that is to fast, your words were heard and I am come for thy words. The angel said, Dan, he began to explain. This happened after 21 days fasting. And he said, Daniel, what I need to know is that from the first day, when you say Father, name of Father, okay, he didn't put in the name of Jesus. When you say Father, or when you say, Oh God of Abraham, immediately God heard you and sent me. So this they shouldn't have taken 21 days, but something happened that I need to learn. Thank God the angel confessed and he made Daniel to understand. He said, From the first day, your words were heard, and I'm coming for thy word. Verse 13. Look at what really happened to this guy. He said, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. There are translations that put the word, that, that word withstood me as the word detained. He said that when I was coming with the answer, I met a principality called the prince of Persia. Now, you need to understand this thing deeply. After that time, the Persian kingdom was reigning over the half. When Daniel saw this vision, uh, Cyrus, the king of Persia, was the king over the whole world. Now, he started with Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon. Handed over to his son, Bashezer. And then Darius, the Mede came in. Now, the Medes and the Persians had mingled together, so they called him Medo-Persian. It's in the history, and I'll get to Alexander the Great in a while. So these are historical facts, not only in the Bible, by the word history. Alright? So, after that, you should know history also, really. Anybody that knows it will know that the Bible is forever correct. Historians try to play away from the parts of Jesus Christ, but everything according to the Bible is true. I've read these things in ordinary that they, they've shown in, just type Google the kings of the world and world history. You're going to see all these things there. And these are not written by Christians. Now, you understand what I'm saying? So, there was the king of so Persia. In other words, in this thing, there was the king of Persia, who was Cyrus. But there was a demon, a principality. Now, this must be in the category of wicked spirits in heavenly places or rulers of darkness. So this was, wasn't just an ordinary demon. An ordinary demon wouldn't have been able to detain an angel. So this level... There was the king of Persia who sat on the throne. But there was a demonic spirit influencing all his decisions that is called Prince of Persia. Satan is called the Prince of this world. So he goes by the name Princes, the closest demons in ranking to him. So there was the Prince of Persia. 
who sat over the kingdom of Persia. So every decision the king of Persia took, it was influenced by the prince of Persia. And sometimes these evil spirits are extremely intelligent. Every street has a spirit governing that street. If you have traveled around, the moment you get to a nation, you can perceive a man of spirit, the kind of spirit working in that nation. So you see that some evil things happen in this country, they don't happen in this country. Then you get to country three, another kind of spirit. There's a place in a particular European country, teenage mothers, are, that the government admitted that they have the highest number of teenage mothers. 16 given back, 15 given back, in an European country. See, these things are real. Over every nation, there is a prince of Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, there is a prince of America also. There is a prince of England. Then there is a prince of Ikeja. And there is one in charge of your family. When saints rise, you're waking, paralyze the spirits. Spirit don't die. It's there, but it can't do anything. That is a family that is working in life and in grace and in prosperity. The spirit can't do anything. It's been paralyzed. But when the spirit is having upper hand, your progress is paralyzed. There are areas. Missionaries, they know this. And I gave an example when I was talking to people on Sunday of a particular pastor who was in an European nation. And I said, that's the only church that has more white than black. In fact, they have 97% of his members are white. And he's a black man, he's in Nigeria. You know the person I'm talking about? He's the only one. Not even in America. American pastors have not been able to break that thing. But he went to a place where there are many atheists and where there are many tribalistic people and he broke it. And he said, what happened? He was praying for six hours every day for months until Jesus appeared to him and he said, I give you Ukraine. From that day, white started listening to him. These things are not ordinary. They same white people that listened to him preach and brought out a gun to shoot him. And now the same members of the church. To the point that at a particular time, the president was coming to the church. You know what? He had, dis- dis- he had he disarmed the spirit in Ukraine. And you will see results physically when this happens. I'm coming to... Are you, are you following me tonight? Praise the Lord. This is a kind of advanced class, and I think you must get this. Because this will help those who love to intercede. So, <laughs> the angels are confessing. He said that, Daniel, he said, Michael, he said, I couldn't even win. So Michael had to come and help me. And he said, and I remain there with the kings of Persia. Next verse. Look at what he said next thing. You have to be very fast. Now I am come to make you understand what shall befall thy people. Next verse. I'm going to wait. He said it again that when he has spoken, I said my face. Go to the end. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want the place where he said that when I go, the priest of Gesha shall come. What verse is that? Okay. Verse 20. Then he said, Then said he, Knowest thou therefore I come to thee? Now I will return to fight the prince of Persia. He's telling Daniel again, that when I leave your presence and I'm going back to heaven, this fight, this spirit will engage me again. There will be a fight again. He said, <laughs> And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Persia, Gracia, will come. Now, it's interesting, and I might stop here tonight to see we continue on Sunday. Is somebody following me? This is it. I want to get to individual family, but I'm, I'm showing you, there's a story I want to read. I lost, I, I'm showing you how this thing works. Now, the angel told him, he knew by the spirit that, what, what the meaning of the last statement he made, he actually said, I'm going back to the battle. I'm going to win. And he did. He won the prince of Persia. He said, I'm going to bring down the prince of Persia. But when he comes down, the prince of Gracia will come. Now, I want to show you how these things are happening up there. They usually have, they have ripple effect down here. You know that surely, look at his last statement. He said, I will go and finish up with the Prince of Persia. And he said, but I'm telling you that when I'm through, the Prince of Gracia will come. What was the first Prince? Persia. He said, the Prince of Gracia will come. When the angel went back and truly conquered the Prince of Persia, Gracia demon, Prince of Gracia emerged. And that was when, according to history, shortly after Daniel, Alexander the Great came and he conquered Persian kingdom. 
they did not understand. Alexander the Great used less than 10,000 soldiers to face the king of Persia, who had almost a million soldiers, and Alexander he conquered him. You know what? Their prince are falling for Persia. The prince of Gracia was ruling the spirit realm. By default, Gracia kingdom will prevail on that. Do you remember the story of Moses and going up and Israel winning? His son coming down and Israel losing. Are you following me? I am showing you the things that you see out here. They have some spiritual stuff coming, ruling, and directing them. Things that you see here. Oh, when we get to it, even I look at people all over, some just don't know. They don't know. Psychologists have found out. Guys who were crying, who will even defend their mom, why the father will be beating the mom. Who will defend the mom, who will hate the father, will get married and start beating their wife. And they can't understand. Women who were victimized by their mother-in-law, will give back to a son. His son will grow up and marry, and she will start doing the same thing. And she cannot understand. People don't know. We have seen homes where the entire family, when they get to fall something, they must send away their wife. Some broken families. Some are just broke, no matter what they study in school. And they finish. Everybody stays at a level. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So when they read 50, there must be a deadly disease that must come upon them. Once they get close to 50, something has to happen. And you know the funny thing? Some of these people, Jesus in his mercy, he sent somebody to minister to them. They are busy gyrating. Sometimes, by the operation of the gift of the Spirit, you can tell what will happen to some people in the days to come. You know that why God is sending you to them. God is merciful. He wants to help them by what is to come. But they feel they are enjoying life. They, go again, Lord. They feel, they feel they are enjoying life. They are deceived. And they can't see what is ahead. Some don't know. God making them to be serious. Sending them among Christian friends who are trying to tell them to be serious. is for their own good. But they don't know. Sincerely speaking, I say this to all ladies. I hear me very well. There are people, there's, there are lineages that you enter into, and all the warfare is your own lineage we end. And there are people you enter into, you have just started. Since I left secondary school, I left the rest of Ibadan. I've looked back and I've met some people. You just wonder whether you went to UI together. Honestly, I do my best to send money to them. It's painful. They were brilliant and more brilliant than some of us in school, but you can't just understand why they can't make headway. Anything they attempt to do. How do you feel when some of the most brilliant girls in your class and guys are calling you and asking you for money? These were guys who were looking clean and everything in school. What has happened? And they can't just pinpoint what is going on with them. Some went abroad, they were deported back and everything is just like that. Are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. So people on earth who saw Alexander the Great, it was just rising, rising. After that, there was a king of Gracia, but there was a prince behind him. Those who recorded history will record actually that Alexander was kind of supernatural. Not because he was born, he was born by a man, all those years gave birth to him was just a lie. But there was a spirit that strengthened him so much that made him to do exploits. He could dare any corner. The guy would talk, generals would be crying. There was something. There was something upon Adolf Hitler. There was a spirit in the realm of the spirit. Moving the guy. He got to Paris. Paris opened up to him and told him to come and conquer Paris free of charge. Because they did not want him to destroy their country. Because their country was the finest. So they submitted to him on the terms of peace. Who never really had formal military training. Became the most feared military man on earth. That was not ordinary. When he was a young man, his closest friend was a Jew. And he murdered two million Jews one day. You will know that a spirit entered him. And change his identity. If any man be in Hitler, it's a new creation. So, <laughs> things change. He wasn't the same person. These things are deep. And we have to understand. So, when we come on Sunday, I'm going to read a story from the Bible. On how. See, we have to know. And what I want to get to is that. How do you pray in such a way that atmosphere around you, their condition... Why is it that some people need help? 
They run somebody to borrow them. Even if they want to borrow, nobody borrows them. Most people need help. People always rally around to help them. Why? Why is the atmosphere around some people so stiff, so hard? So hard. I told somebody that if I need to put together three million today, I have six friends that if I call them, I have up to 10, 15 friends that if I call, at least six of them will respond and give me the money. But God forbid that I have them for that. Why are things so hard around some people? That even when they genuinely need help, nobody wants to help them. People are either suspecting them. <laughs> it is because of all these things around. Jesus Christ is not only seeking to help people like this. He wants to empower them to help other people. When people understand the real purpose of the gospel, they will live a serious Christian life. The gospel sets free. It lifts a man up. It changes everything about a man. The gospel. It changes everything. I remember I was telling somebody that the, the first time the first time I went for American visa was the first time I got it anyway. So the, I didn't have to be bounced by them, thank God. When I was shocked, the woman said she would tell everybody, How are you? They say, Fine, my fine. They were afraid of her. And truly she said no to everybody. And I my, myself and my wife chose that that, that I said that's the woman we are going to see. So people were leaving us on the queue. One man even said, I don't know what's wrong with that. She have you noticed that she saying yeah, no to everybody says. When I got to the first that shot, I was I put my hand on her table. I said I was talking to a friend. She was like, and you know what she said? How are you? I said, Fine. I didn't put my then I said, And you? She looked up. Nobody had said that to her all day long. How are you fine, man? Fine man, fine man. You say math to somebody because you want to get something from her. And you think the ma will move her. And she might even be younger than yourself. Sir. You won't say math to anybody. You think that when you when you share, well, in their culture, number one, respect is not there. They don't bow or anything. It's a Yoruba man, Yoruba in particular, that are very particular about respect. How you talk. When you talk. Your, your, your Yoruba will look at your position while talking. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm Yoruba, so I understand our people very well. I mean, every <laughs> you greet a Yoruba, man, it tells you that the way you are greeting, you are rude. And the two of you yourself, you know what to say. Because Yorubas are also very hypocrite. We, we, I don't know the word to use. It is true, Yoruba can say sorry to you and it's insulting you. And they can say the same sorry and he means it. And you understand very well. And you know, it's a tribe that gossips a lot. You pass by Yoruba, I greet you very well. And then you go, they say, oh, rara They begin to talk about you. <laughs> and it is also very easy for Yoruba to call you into that case. You are talking to somebody. You bash my car. Ah, egg bamu. I beg one control, so they, they, they are. You know that's what. You know, I jokingly say that's why all those horror films they can't happen here. A white man will go and build his house alone in the forest. Why will a demon not trouble him? No man, we live in community here. Then you hear kum in the room in the night. Oibo man is walking towards that room. Charlene, are you there? What's happening there? <laughs> when a black man hears him, he's moving back. <laughs> he's calling people. Even the demon, when he sees the old neighbor, he will run away. I mean, that those demons, they appear when the person is left alone. But the problem is that we are never alone. Your grandma is living with you. So, so we are never alone. So, so when the demon comes to Africa, we say, this is not the kind of setting we are operating. It goes back to Europe. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I love Yoruba. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm Yoruba, so don't feel bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that person says, I'm Yoruba. I'm Yoruba. Uh, so my parents are from Abeoku. From, my father is from Auguste. My mom's from Ijebu. So proper Yoruba. So I understand Yoruba people very well. Are you with me? This is very important. So I'm going to stop here today. We, we will continue on Sunday. Yeah, I know I'm hanging you. I don't have to finish everything. <laughs> Sunday is going to be awesome. Because we are going to move. I'm, I'm going to continue with the two services. So this is the realm 
of the Spirit. And what we want to get to is, how do I pray in such a way that things are influenced, things are influenced always in a positive way for me. Things are influenced. When we get to the end of it, you will discover that God uses even the enemies. A good example again, you know, I remember, it was Pastor Debray that was saying this. In the early days of redeeming, it was Friday morning, and he saw a road that was free. He did not know that that road, at that time, Yaba, you must not pass the road until 12 in the, morning, 12 in the afternoon. It will become, uh, it uh, could go to and fro from 12, but before 12, only one way. And he saw that nobody was going through that road. So he just said, I told the driver that, let's go now. He just, he didn't know. I know our police, they will go and hide at the end of the road. When you have entered very well, then they will come out. And he said, they say, they say ah, stop, stop. Then he stopped. Then he said, I heard. And he told them that, well, I didn't know. He said, well, well, you, don't, you know what to do. He said, yes, I know what to do, but I can't do it. I can't bribe you. I'm a pastor. Then he said, hey, you're a pastor. Okay, stay there. And he and was there. And he just uttered a silver, oh God, help me. People are waiting for me in the church. All of a sudden. I remember I've heard the story before. Just close by, some area boys were taking their shekme. Jeje. One of them just looked up and said, ah, that is that man they call Adeboe now. He says, I see the police are harassing him. Let's go and defend him. And they took their broken bottles. And they were coming. And police ran away. <laughs> and one they said, Baba, we are my Lord. And he left. Now, when you say God is a Lord of hosts, it's not only the host of heaven. Even he can use the host of hell. I remember a woman that was kidnapped and the relatives gathered to pray by the militants in Niger Delta. They were carrying her away. And as the people were praying, a stronger militant group stopped them. And they said, we are the ones who determine who should be kidnapped here, who should not be kidnapped. All you small boys, we are passing your territory. To show you our superiority, we are going to free your captain. And they told the woman to go. Prayer moved one militant against another militant. Now, those guys didn't know what they were doing. They thought they were punishing a small group, but they were responding to the prayers of people. The other boys said that it was their territory. They shouldn't let police harass anybody. But they were responding to the prayer of a man. In the realm of the spirit, when you conquer, things open up here. It is the reason why some people want to sing. is common among singers nowadays in the world out there. They want the atmosphere around them to be open. The same record that they will sing and won't sell anything. Then they perform some rituals. And the same. And some of you enjoy it. <laughs> you don't know where some songs are. I'm not saying this song, but no, I don't talk about it. I'm just saying I don't know where some songs are coming from. That's the truth. They understand that there's a limit to which my ability can go. Something must be spiced up. So they call forth for the forces. And because this spirit prevails over an atmosphere, they help them. Somehow, people just open their hearts towards that music and everybody's buying. It's why a lot of young people are going into it. People sleeping in coffee and all those things. They are expecting forces to hate them. And those who get it right, because they turn to promote, those forces will hate them. You just see them invited them for concert, this one invited for concert, and the same guy. One of them, who later got converted, said that the frustration was that all the songs that people are dancing over now, he sang them before and they weren't selling. Out of frustration, his mom took him somewhere. And the same songs were just put out there and everybody started. Because the prince of the area, like the prince of Nigeria, when he's worshipped, he gives them permission. Believers must understand this. When we are true, this will help your business. Remember I told you on Sunday, as a child of God, whatever you are doing, you are not doing it for yourself. When you start thinking like that, that I am here, two things you are doing. You, you are important to God. When you make money, God wants you to live a yes. But to show faith, you must be a kingdom financier. To show compassion, you must remember the poor. Now, to glorify God, you must remember yourself. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you with me? Your resources must go these three directions. 
Yourself includes your family and everybody. It must go these three directions. Otherwise, something will be influenced one way or the other. But anyway, when I was praying, I was, the Lord told me also that when it comes to Easter Sunday, we should tell people about partnership again. And that I should mandate prayer departments to be praying regularly for everyone that is a partner, that the favor of God might come upon anything they are doing out there. And I understood what the Lord has, was, was saying. You know? It is possible for people to be given in God's house and the devil begins to attack their finances and says somebody is praying for them. When there is a corporate prayer going on, they will be breaking more and more grants. Some things will be coming to you that you know that this is beyond you. It's not even beyond your faith. Because people are interceding for you. It's a network thing. We have to do it together. People must be praying for everyone who is a giver in the church. Otherwise, the enemy can attack their results. Yes. It's part of what he told me two days ago when it was my daughter said that the nature of Sunday service. And he said the same thing. It just as you just tell those who are praying to begin to pray specially for those. That's why you, you have to be a partner. So think about this. These three dimensions must be in your life. When you remember the poor, you consolidate the ground on which you stand. When you are part of the kingdom, you receive an anointing to reproduce more. So you must be a kingdom. Look, you must be an addicted kingdom giver. It's important. And you must understand investment and everything that you do personally yourself also. We receive inspiration from God when we give. It's not that when we give every time somebody just loads money to our account. Sometimes when we give, we are empowered by God, by the wisdom of God to know steps to take to multiply our wealth. Hallelujah. This is why I was telling the leader of men's group, we should teach men, young men here, how to make money. There are people in this church, they have a full understanding of money. They make money easily. But there are some people also, you know, all of us didn't come from, some of us have been practicing some of these things from secondary school, which I, I told you, I got born again in Genesis 3, and I thank God for that. When I look at young people nowadays, I want to help them tell that there's a better life somewhere. You don't have to be broke. The principles of God's kingdom, they will bless any man when they are well understood. They promote. If you are a Christian and you are living, you will find out that you are wiser than your contemporaries. You might not be richer than everybody, but your needs are met. You will know you are making progress. What is good thing about life is ability to measure from January to June and see that you are moving. So God's promise is not everybody becoming billionaire. All of us will buy jet and rest. No, but everybody ought to move. You, you should be moving. Every year you check your life, you will see that you have advanced. And then you should be able to help your family. So that you can teach them the same truth that you have learned. Are you, are you with me? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street. Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.